ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to a new edition of the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. And welcome back to another edition of the Grambling State Wednesdays here on the East-West Football Podcast. Our first guest tonight is the cornerbacks coach for the Grambling State Tigers, Saeed Lee. Thank you so much for joining us, Coach. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Good. Coach, tell us about your football journey and how you ended up being the cornerbacks coach at Grambling. Uh, man, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. I ended up walking on at Alabama State, and uh, the same guy that I played for in Cedric Thornton, which is our, our defensive coordinator here at Grambling. And I was blessed to get the opportunity to play for him at Alabama State. And, you know, uh, after a decent career at Alabama State, I ended up playing for the Falcons for a short stint. And then, you know, fast forward, got an opportunity to coach high school football first, a few years at Hateville Charter located in Atlanta. Then I ended up Getting an opportunity at Morehouse under Coach Freeman and uh, and George Copeland, those good guys at uh, Morehouse College. And then, you know, I was blessed, like I stated a little bit before. The same guy that I played for is the same guy that I'm coaching with because he got the D.C. job under Coach Jackson, and, you know, he brought me along with him. So how was that transition for you, being a player and then going into being a coach? Oh... Um, it, it wasn't quick because I, I didn't go directly into coaching. I think uh, when the writing was on the wall that I probably wasn't going to play anymore, I probably went through a, a stint of trying to figure out what I would do and who I am. 
And the opportunity of coaching came from a guy named Winston Gordon, who I did my student teaching with when I was graduating college. And I, I just needed something to do. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, come coach. I hate Bill. And the transition, the first year, like I said, I just need something to do. And then the kids made you fall in love with. We had some real talented kids at Hayville. And you kind of saw kids who were more talented than, than myself. And I figured, man, if they could know what I know now, you know, they could they could really you know, progress. And I really started falling in love with it. And the transition became pretty easy. It felt you got that same feeling or a similar feeling from playing. The, the same, uh, it's, I'm sorry, it's like a, an addictive feeling. And uh, I always credit the kids with giving me the, the love for coaching. What's your favorite part about coaching? Is it the kids? Is it the, the grind? Like, what, what would you say is your favorite part? It, it's the development of the players. You know, even though now they're, they're young men, I, you still kind of look at them as the kids because they're trying to figure themselves out. They're learning every day. So, so it is a grind, but it doesn't feel like a grind because there's like a purpose behind it. And, you know, it's just to develop the kids. And it's not developing just as ball players because eventually that's, that's going to stop. It's trying to give them the tools that you use to develop them as ball play, players that are transition into their everyday life. You know, when they're husbands, fathers, um, you know, working in everyday city. In your opinion, what makes, uh, you know, a, a good cornerback? Like what, what traits does uh, a player need to have they they got to be even kill. Um, to me, corners can't be too up and they can't be too down, whether they're doing well or they're doing bad, because the position's too unforgiving. Uh, you can play well a whole game, you know, and, and you give up maybe one play. That one play may be the game winning touchdown, and people just look there and say, "What's that guy doing?" And, and you got to be confident enough in yourself. And you have to be, you know, like I said, even kill enough to know, all right, I gave that up. That's not going to affect the next play or, or the next game. So I think a corner's biggest attribute is the attribute is the ability to kind of be in control of his emotions. I'm big on that. Guys being able to really control their emotions because, you know, that's really what's going to give you the confidence to play. No, not, you know, so that's, that's my thing. What can we expect from uh, from the Tigers cornerbacks this year? Oh, uh, we, we we got some guys, some guys that I think have a a lot of natural ability, but, but they're raw. Um, they're raw in the sense of knowledge. They're raw in the sense of technique. Uh, they're picking up a new scheme, so they're not playing to the best of their ability because they're thinking. They're overthinking a lot, but they've shown promise. They work. They want to be good. And I think if they continue on that path, you know, then, you know, you don't know what they're capable of. The sky, the sky could be the limit. For them. Give me a name or two that you think is really going to stand out this upcoming season. Um. If I'm going off of the spring, they're they're all in like a, a rat race right now. It's like six of them that you know either or can can jump and do well. Uh, 
Devin Bush, you know, he, he, he's been hampered a little bit this spring, but he has a lot of natural ability. He has a good mind. I think he could be really good. Um, Ryan Fields is a really intelligent kid. I think he could be a good long body kid. Uh, Ray, really athletic and a sleeper. is probably a kid named Marquise Britton. Um, he surprises me. And sometimes I'm like, oh, but then I look and I say, I was making more plays than I thought he made. Hey, what's going on with you, Saeed? I hope I was well with you. Yep, everything's good, man. That's great, man. Always good to hear. Hey, man, real quick on the cornerback position, because you're, um, you're a DB coach. What are some of the things from a technique standpoint that you try to teach your guys? Um, Fundamentally, we're, we're big on reading quick game. It's like one of the first things I – I try to teach and I try to get guys to not be fearful of reading. It's pretty hard. Uh, but then all, all the basic things that all corner coaches teach, you know, we're pressing. We don't want to open up the gate. Uh, we want to do a good job getting in guys' hips. Um, we we, we kind of want to have our eyes in the right place. Uh, if we're playing off, we want to be at the right amount of yards, you know. Uh, I, I don't want to give away too much of anything because – I'm all about winning games on Saturday, so you got to figure it out when you watch film. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, the same things that everybody's coaching, I think it's more so important about when when you're teaching it, what you're teaching it, how and why, as opposed to exactly what. I think we all teach the same stuff, but the order you do it in is, is what's different. That's right. Why do you think that slot position, the slot corner, is so hard to play? Because I've heard from a lot of DBs, I mean, it like that that slot position, it's a very hard position to play. I guess because the wide receiver have so many ways they can go. Um, I, I won't really give it that, but I think what, what it really makes tough is, is the kid has to have a, a certain set of skills. If you're in the slot corner, we're asking you to play in the run a little bit more than a true corner. So you have to be a kid who's naturally physical. Uh, if you're a slot corner, you have to probably move and really well. If you're a slot corner, you have to be a lot smarter because we're probably going to have you in pressures. We're going to have you in coverage situations. We're going to have you in situations where you have to do a little bit more thinking than a traditional corner, whether it be, you know, if he runs a certain route, I'm dropping in the zone. If he runs a certain route, it be the same call. I have him in man. Uh, so that's kind of what makes slot corner hard. You know, he probably has to be a certain size or thickness to be able to handle the, the beating that it takes in there. So it's, it's a real unique position. That's why you see a lot of schools are, you know, going to it. And even the pros, guys are getting drafted to be specifically made to play that position. And in today's game, we got so many of these guys that can play corner and safety. So they're kind of like a twinner. You can put them anywhere. So I think it makes a, a lot more – you can do a lot more things with those guys. I really believe that. I, I agree with you. Appreciate it, Zaid. No problem. Hey, Jerry, uh, man, I hope, uh, thank you so much for coming on with us. I uh, appreciate all the, all the knowledge. Uh, I, I like the fact that you allow us to pick your brain. Right. Um, but Hey, like what, what, what were your thoughts, uh, personally when you heard like that, like, since, you know, you're a defensive back and, and it's just, I'm going to be, I, I hate to ask this question, but we saw, ja we saw Jackson state pull the number one recruit, in the nation, right? And he was a defensive back, correct? Correct. <laughs> so let me ask you, how did that feel like for you and HBCU? You know what I mean? Like personally, like um, I'm excited. 
first and foremost, that kid is as talented as they say he is. Uh, three, maybe four years max, he'll he'll be a first round draft pick, and and uh, one he gets to pick the mind of Dion every day, but two, he has the ability. It's, it's not a logo that's going to give him the ability to be a pro. He has the ability. Uh, as far as what it does for the you know the rest of the conference and, and the rest of the schools of life, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a HBCU guy. Played in the conference, did well in the conference, did well enough to 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 play pro. What I'm hoping it continues to do is open up the minds of younger athletes to know that that not only is this an option, but it's a great avenue for you. It's probably an avenue that is more conducive to who you who you naturally are and grew up as. You know, one of the things I tell kids is, you know, I know a lot of schools say culture, 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 we're building a culture. They maybe can build that culture within the team environment, maybe. But once they leave the team, that's when they're in class, when they're walking around on campus, that culture is gone. And, and, and I think the culture that all these schools are mimicking is the culture of, of a Jackson State, uh, Alabama State, a Grambling State. And I'm a firm believer, man, that at, at, at these schools and what Jackson will do for Travis as much as what he'll do for them is it'll help him grow and know who he really is and you know how, how powerful he is so he can be the best version of himself no matter what happens. So I'm, in, I'm excited. I think it'll keep happening, especially for the conference. I think the conference, the SWAC is, is going in the right direction and it's being pushed. And it's probably being pushed by Dion and, and, and that team over there for good reason, for good reason. So I, I, hope, I hope he stays. You know, I hope Coach Jackson stays in the conference for a long time. And obviously that means I have a job for a while. So that's <laughs> it's, Hey, thank you for your honest opinion. And like you said, it is an exciting time. I mean, and like you and and there's one thing that you said in there, right? Like now people have to tune in and see what HBCU has to offer. And and it's true. He's gonna help out a lot of kids. He's gonna help a lot of young men. You know, not only not only like like you said, his own teammates, but the the wide receivers he's gonna go against um and uh, on a week to week basis. Now for you, I mean how exciting is this for you personally, like being a part of, of what Coach Hugh Jackson is building here with Grambling? Because, I mean, I think you you came from, I said, Moorhead? Morehouse. Yep. Morehouse, I'm sorry. So, like, for you, like, I mean, what would be the next step for you in your future? Like, you know, what do you, what is it that you would like to accomplish while at Grambling? Uh, well, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really blessed to have this opportunity from Coach Jackson for him to feel right. like – you know, I'm a good enough coach to be on his staff. He's a guy that's accomplished, you know, everything coaches kind of dream of. You know, you want to coach Power 5 schools or you want to coach in the NFL, you want to be a head coach in the NFL. Well, he's done it. Uh, you want to coach all pros, he's done it. So I, I'm more of a, uh, you know, I know you said things I want to accomplish. I'm more of a next step guy. Yeah. Uh, where your feet are. So I just really want to do the best job that I can right now and and that could be as t as as immediate as tomorrow you know i'm gonna hit the road in a couple of days uh going to south florida to recruit so i want to do a good job recruiting and then that would translate into good saturdays and whatever comes of that after i think uh it'll naturally happen yeah man i mean it, it's so cool man um each week we get to 
like you know speak with coaches uh last week we had coach ken delgado man oh my gosh man he was such he was so fun man like and it's cool because you're 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 right there with him man and uh it looks like you're a little bit younger in the game than he is uh but man you're you're right there with him and i and i feel that i think that when we look at each positional coach and, and you know it stems from the head coach down i mean you guys are all trying your best for not only for yourselves like none of you are doing it for selfishness you guys are truly trying to help these kids become you know pros eventually or live out their dream as a college uh athlete right so it, it's so well, awesome yeah. it's awesome you said it right that. make these kids pro that's what we're trying to do yeah but i will i will say this you do kind of remind me of my buddy man he started off as a defensive back coach um and uh man every time we'd ask him like what's your goal man long-term goal he's like man i just want to do my job and i want to be the best at it uh that's all i want i want to help out these kids and man he boom he just became a defensive coordinator like you know what i mean this is his second season so it's it's great, man. And uh, I want to say I want to wish you the best. I hope nothing but like that kind of success hits you in the near future. And seeing you scheme up the the entire defense, you know, showing the coaches and showing the kids how to how to make sure you you uh, bring out, you know, the best mix match. Right? You want to play, you know, you you want to make sure that you have a, a Jordan covering Kobe or vice versa, right? So. Yeah. Uh, Best of luck to you. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate you. All right, Coach Lee, thank you so much. Good luck this upcoming season, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Our next guest is a defensive back for the Grambling State Tigers, Ray Estes. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, man. Of course, appreciate you uh, coming on. So, just got you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and how you started playing football. Uh, I'm a 23 year old kid from East St. Louis, Illinois. Uh, born and raised. Went to the East St. Louis Senior High School uh, all four years of my high school career. Um, I started playing football by the strength of me just trying to be curious of what stood. The- because I started off playing basketball and I was a basketball player at heart and it kind of transferred over me just being athletic. So I just jumped, you know, in the water not knowing what was going on and it turned out I actually kind of liked and transferring into high school from middle school. Oh yeah, like I said, I jumped on a recruiting circuit going into my senior year from my junior year, like that 11th grade summer. Um, jumped on the recruiting circuit, uh, and like I say, like it just went from there. I committed to university, well, committed and signed to University of Minnesota out of um, high school in 2017. Attended there for two years of 2017-2018, and transferred to California Riverside Community College. And that's the story of me ending up at Grambling because I signed to Grambling out of JUCO that I attended for a season. Nice. All right, Ray, who would you compare your game to as far as the NFL level? Um, To be, I don't know, honestly, because I always told people to be compared. Like, that's putting a, a limit on who the person you comparing them to. Like, And I want to honestly say I ain't even 
cut or scrape the ceiling of, you know, my game. Like, so I can honestly say, like, I can't sit here and give you an honest comparison because I know it's a lot of stuff that I ain't even tapped into yet. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of applauses and, you know, praises and I'm getting, getting from what I'm doing right now. But I don't even think I, you know, scraped the level to where, you know, I'm capable of being. But I would say, I don't know, because I'll tell you a lot if I do give you a comparison. But I can honestly say I'm, I, I could be physical, like a sneaky physical. Um, so I can give you a glimpse of, I feel like, uh, um, I don't know. It's a lot of people that I honestly look out for and take out their game. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, Tredavious White, Jalen Ramsey. Um, uh, who else? There's a lot of people, honestly, but they're my top go-tos. We we actually had the uh, the privilege of of talking to your positional coach last week, and man, he was awesome, man. Um, so let's let's kind of let's kind of go into that. Um, how how all together uh, in the entire coaching staff, what what is it? What is the feeling surrounding the entire team? Is it feel like this is your year? You know, uh, the, uh, what are the goals? I mean. Honestly, like 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 you said, Coach Lee, he's a heck of a coach, heck of a person out the field. And, yeah, he is. and his biggest thing is telling me like something that we actually agreed upon is not dealing with life like on a happy or sad note. Like it's kind of like staying content and you know, it's just buying peace, like gaining peace. So like me, it's a lot of stuff that I want, you know, to get done and a lot of goals I want to set for myself. But you having a coach like Coach Lee, like in that factor or that category, like he really don't even put that pressure on, you know, as a coach, you want to impress some, you know, some coaches you have like, oh, I got to get this many picks or this many turnovers, get this tackle, you know. But with him, it's just honestly getting better 1% every day. And like, I never had a coach like him, you know, personality wise. And that's why I tie in with him being a coach because I think both of them match. Like he not, a, he not too different off the field than he is as a coach. He laid back, you know, 24 seven and he easy to come, you know, his door always open. And, like, as a coach, like, you know, like, players, like, you know, look out for that type of stuff because who office I can go into, who door I always open, who I'm more comfortable, like, that's what players look into coach then. Coach Lee have everything, like, a player looking for. So, goal-wise, I'm going to honestly say I just want to win a celebration bowl and a swag championship. But self-goals, I'll be selfish if I make some right now because, honestly, I didn't accomplish a lot this past year you know, versus then people that have been at Grambling three, four years. So self-goals, like, the biggest for me is NFL. But yeah. other than that, I don't really have no stats or none that I'm trying to get to. I'm just really going to let my game get better every day. And when it's game time, come on, you know, let the preparation take care of itself. Hey, man, that's awesome to hear, man. I see that uh, Coach Lee, like you said, I mean, he's done a great job as far as honing that in, right? Because as a defensive back, sometimes we see it. You know, it, we, we can see it in the NFL. We see it in the college ranks. We even see it in high school ranks. Man, sometimes the DV will, you know, the ball gets over your head. A touchdown scored, and that was your guy. And, like, you know, regardless of what anybody says, that does mess, mess with your mentee. I mean, what what is it that, that you and maybe your coach uh, have tried to work on that, that helps you get back, get your head back in the game? It's, it's actually crazy, Jerry, because we had exit meetings and like our exit meeting pertained to that. Like he's seen who I was on film last season and who I was as a player. Like 
you know, hype, always into it emotionally. Like, that's just me. Like, I love the game. I'm passionate. You know, I love it. And he's yeah. seen that on film, I guess. And he came to me and exited me because I guess he showed, like, you know, during spring of, you know, me competing. And he, he just made me understand, like, on the next level for us, NFL, like, you got you got more than one round of drafts. And there's a lot of guys that come, you know, first rookie minicamp and, you know, they be around a lot of vets. Onker, he say he'd been in, you know, Coach Lee played, he played in the NFL and he, he was around for a few years. And he, the many years he was there, he never seen, he don't care, first round through seven, he never seen a player coming there with their head talking like they, you know, they was the, you know, no, we don't care who it was, first round, second round. Like, so that was the thing that shot, like, got my attention quick. Like, because I'm a talker. I'm going to talk, like, I'm going to talk to years fall off. Like, that's just me. And then again, I feel like I could talk because I could back it up. And he just, you know, brought me to reality, like, saying, like, just let your work do the, you know, do the talking. Like, we want more progression and less talking. And coming from a guy who accomplished, you know, a couple of things and who has, you know, things under his belt that can tell you that with a proud chest. And you'd be like, man, who is you to tell me? Like, I can't do that to Coach Lee. Like, you know, so I respected it, put my head down and worked the rest of like, you know, and it, it paid off. Like I got out uh spring, like lean with one of, I mean, lean the groups with the most turnovers. And so it actually played out to be able to just put your head down and work. But he a really like cool, cool guy. So like what I say when it comes to him, like really like being peace, like that's him. Like we might get beat. All right, cool. He don't want us to show no emotion. We might get a pick. All right, cool. You might slap your, your friend hand on, you know, but it's still no high emotions with it. It's, everything got to be, you know, because he say you can get a pick one day, you know, and do all the little, you know, dances or whatever you want to do. And then next play you look up and now you just got the game with a touchdown cut on. Oh, so I kind of, I, I took that and added that to my toolbox and I'm kind of working on it, but I'm honest to say, like, I'm trying to be content and peace, honestly. Man, you know what? Uh, as we're ending that, he, he said, he he asked us, right, because, I mean, this is a Grambling special that we're doing, right? And I'm, I'm tuned in, man. I'm going to be watching all the games. So uh, uh, one thing I will need to know is the jersey number to pay attention to. But I will say this. He did say there's one player that I'm very high on right now, and he's going to make a lot of noise this, this season. He did say that at the end of the, at the end of it. Something tells me I think he was talking about you. Uh, but what's that jersey number, man? So we can know, we can tune in, and we can lock in on you. Man, number six on the decent defense side of the ball. Number six, the, the right, corner. Right. I'm gonna be. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna be basketball field, but number six though. So you gonna be? Are you gonna be outside corner, or are you gonna do a little bit of everything? Every honestly, everything. That's why I'm so excited. So it's gonna be a majority of everything, but number six for the most part. Sounds good, man. I appreciate your time. What's, what's going on, Trey? What made you trend, um, transition from wide receiver to DB? Um, honestly, you like I was like, you know how it is. I'm in the hood, back at home. Me playing football around the hood was just, you know, something that we did every day. So I honestly took it to a you know organization setting, like you know, look coaching and look structure. And I just honestly told them, hey, I'm fast. I feel like I can catch. And I went to wide receiver as a, you know, as a kid. And then I went 
to quarterback in high school because of the fact like I was just athletic and I could throw the ball pretty far without even taking a three-step drop. You know, that's the stereotype, you know. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so I was just going into high school. The only reason I did do quarterback, I was just athletic and I could throw the ball for him. But actually, you know, perfect in my craft and getting into the practicing of, you know, actually doing it. Like, I, I came good at it. Um, finished around, what, number two in the state and, like, top 50 in the nation. So I was pretty elite at the position, but it was just a business decision once I got, like, to the next level to make, you know, a money move, honestly. How was that transition like? Was it a smooth transition for you? I mean, we've seen some NFL players. Um, one that come to mind is Trayvon Diggs. He went from, went from wide receiver to corner. So how was that transition like for you? I man, Mr. Ken, I'm going to keep it a stack. It, it was so hard to me. I didn't even feel like football won for me. I felt like football won for me no more. Like, I was, it was so many because you got to think about it. Like, I was just playing quarterback in a big team, like, a week before I did it. Like, because I think about it, I changed my position two weeks in fall camp of the 2017 college football season. So I was just playing quarterback all summer, you know, leaning into fall camp. I was the quarterback. Everybody was looking at me as a signal caller, like, you know, so to up and do that, like, everybody was surprised because I ran, I, I just ran out of practice and, um, and went to the cornerback the line. Like, like, it wasn't me going – like, it wasn't uh, a preparation already um, going to corner you guys, this and that. It was just really a split-second decision right before a Monday practice. And I just ran out there corner. But it was gruesome. Um, I, I was going guys like Tyler Johnson, you know, the Buc- Buccaneers wide receiver. Um, <laughs> Rashad Bateman, you know, the Ravens wide receiver. Um, Chris Alman bell who's highly in the draft, going to be in a highly draft class upcoming. So, like, I'm going – guys like that so honestly it was gruesome for me double moves every day i had to learn how to tackle and it was it was just it was it was horrific bro like it was horrible what teams receivers are you looking forward to line up against this year i mean i know you i'm pretty sure you've seen your schedule and i know you didn't look at what's going to be across the field from you so what teams are you looking forward to going up against this year Um, I'm, I'm honestly say like, I honestly want everybody on the schedule. Like it ain't, I'm not circling not one game. I want everybody. I'm trying to have everybody feel like, cause this, this for me is like a vengeance. Huh? You want all that smoke I said, I hear. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I used to, I ain't going to lie, you know how you got some players who going to circle some games, you know, because of such such playing on. But I want everybody. I want the wide receiver core at every team we play. Like, I, I really, like, I'm, I'm, I want the target on my back. So, yes, I want everybody. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it, Trey. Appreciate All right. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. We really do appreciate your time. And good luck this upcoming season. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. 
I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to me.